Virgin of Woods, and I, I took the path that had two Hellcannons. Welcome to the Path to Story podcast, a Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Path to Glory podcast. Join us for a whole lot of lore and more here in the Mortal Realms. Today, I am Nelrast Steamheart, the rogue bounty hunter of the Lonely Glow Beacon. Ooh. And that sound amazing? Yeah. Like, that doesn't... <laughs> that does the, not suck. <laughs> that That's pretty good. Yeah. I love the rogue bounty hunter of, of the, the lowly glow lonely beacon. glow beacon. Yeah, no, like Hello? super awesome. I feel oh. like it's an olgu, like oh yeah, totally everywhere. Yeah, right, and like it's a city or a skyport that's fallen, and this yeah. is like one of the outposts that some somehow managed to stay alive just because it requires so little ether gold in order yeah. to levitate, right. And he just goes out and gets bounties just to buy enough ether gold to keep his home afloat. Oh, I love that. Steamheart, like, go. I'm right. imagining something a little different. There's that, okay, Chronicles of Narnia. We're going to go way back. Yeah. Where is the, it? The Chronic what calls of Narnia? Oh, yeah. Chronic what calls of Narnia? <laughs> uh, there's this lamppost that was just kind of in an open field that was like, dropped there yeah that's what i'm imagining a lonely glow light Ooh. is that solitary lamppost from the real world that got accidentally teleported into narnia he just has to guard this one lamppost oh that would totally work in olgu yeah. like it's fallen but still lit and it's this one point of light in a realm of darkness yeah see i'm envisioning like a decrepit lighthouse where there's just like a small little tavern where people just cut like cuddle up for warmth together in the Ooh. light. Oh, I like that too. Well, shoot. I guess I can go do mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I, it's So this one's randomly generated, but the title will tie into our narrative battle Ooh. for this episode. Because I am Blowbond Sporeflesh, jaundiced brute of the primordial realm gate. Ooh, I like it. Gross. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's one way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom and dad didn't like me very much, so they named me Marjor Dear Stilllock. The callous slayer of ashen halls. <laughs> so they gave me a name I cannot pronounce is what they did. That, that I mean, if you guys could read it, you would be like, that's not what that says. What you said is not what that um, says. But that, uh, that's see, my name. I see letters. I, I, I don't yeah. hear words, though. I just hear a bunch of letters pronounced in order. Yeah, I'm going to invite people to play a game I play myself every time we do this, which is to... <laughs> To guess which faction Spencer's character is from, yeah, um, I'm gonna go with. Go ahead. I'll say I'm, I'm gonna go with Fire Slayers. Yeah, that was my first thought. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unpronounceable name of something, something terribleness. Yeah, Ashen sounds Halls. like a Fire Slayer. <laughs> See, uh, Fire uh, Slayers, such a cool word. Mm -hmm. Then the names, and and then. The, uh, <laughs> all right well uh will 
Thank you for your contribution, Spencer. Thank you for yours as well. Thank um, you for yours. Well, I, yeah, that one turned out super well. I was, <laughs> I was very impressed <laughs> with how good that random generator was. Um, so we are on episode seven of the Path of Story podcast, correct? That is correct. All right. Well, I'm going to throw one at you and ask you to read your narrative hook first this time. Okay. <clears throat> High in the Tower of Scales, Phelan watched over the hungering steppe. Centuries ago, when he was a man, he called this place home. Now his clutch returned to secure the land for the Draconeth Empire. Though his quest was given to him by the scions of the god-beast Trakothian, Thalen lamented what had to be done. The Dawnbringers of Sigma, in their naivete, threatened the continued survival of the Draconith. Thalen wished they could see the error of their ways, to realize that these lands were not for man, but for the chosen of Dracothian. But they would not listen to his words, only to the howling storm of battle. Winged drakes darted across the sky as the Stormscale Covenant began their assault. Crashes of thunder and bloody screams announced the first strikes in this war for survival. If the humans wished to die upon his blade, so be it. If they were truly worthy, then they would join him after death as one of the Reforged. Until then, they were merely in his way. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, I try to spice up some of the pronunciations from previous times. Nice. All right. I've uh, attempted to write a new one for Ooh, this one. All right. I am excited. So, this is news to all of us. Delarian was the first son of the first son, the lord of the sunken kingdom and the heir to the Sundered Empire. In his home, however, he was subject in all things to his wife, mostly by choice. One cannot fault him for doting on her while carrying their third child. A name had already been chosen, and the most delectable foods fetched from all corners of the realm. It was the sumptuousness from his own vaults that doomed them. She asked him without thought he fetched it, the sap from the soul pod pouring from her lips, drowning any chance for repentance. Contractions started immediately, and the child was born before morning. Their midwife was washing off the child when she first heard the screams then bolted through the tunnels to safety. She left with the child's only birthright, his name, Petrel the Thornborn. What in the... I know! Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're going to compile these all into a like a novel. A little yeah. story. That was a thought I had. I was like, wait, yeah. how would he come about? How would he like end up... Yeah. And I was like, oh, this totally makes sense. So, at least in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's break it down. Because mm -hmm. you, you had been pretty upfront, like, Petrol was always the, the third born. Correct. Um, I, I heard Sunken Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Did I hear that correctly? Correct. Sunken so, Kingdom, an heir to the. Heir to the Thundered Empire. Okay. What What's up with that? I don't know yet. Sounded okay, cool, cool though. I, I <laughs> at a certain point I was like, oh wait, is he pivoting? Are we doing Are we doing Adenith? <laughs> Let's go. 
no i just uh, uh, yeah yeah no that's awesome the soul pod like what is this uh, is a soul pod like something canon yeah that- the soul pod is basically the soul of a sylvaneth is so, that the eel guys, the ones that ride the, the eel? The tree people. It, the tree oh, people. Shoot. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. No worries. Well, so I, I know where the confusion comes from. It's the F. So Ideneth are the eel guys. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, essentially F in this version of Alvin just means, like, people of. Mm-hmm. So Sylvaneth are, like, the people of the Sylvan or, like, trees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And that makes the, sense. Umbraneth are coming mm-hmm. at some point. So the 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 of the darkness. Yeah, right? the shadow of the have, Umbra. Yep. And we have it. their mirror, the Lumineth. Yep. Dude, all right. Light. Well on that dark yeah. note. <laughs> um so uh the idea in my head was that he was storing a soul pod for the Sylvaneth. But then he gave it to his wife to eat because he was doting on her. And he functionally, she murdered a Sylvaneth. Yeah. Right. But because she consumed it while he was in utero, therefore he would have this connection to the song to the to the realm roots to the song like maybe he can hear the song of the sylvaneth as well there's always a spirit song that they sing because he like part of him is imbued with this soul of a sylvaneth yeah learning a little bit more every day yeah deep digging deeper into these characters i'm I'm digging it but I still wanted him to be named by his family, right? Because, like, choosing that name is not quite as cool as, like, having someone else tell you this was the name given by your family and it's your only birthright. Yeah. Who are your people? Yeah. I mean, I just want to look it up now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to look up my original story so I can see what I wrote and see if it, like, completely contradicts what I wrote. I'll just read yeah. the first sentence. All right. Petrel the Thornborn, third son of the first son, prince who will never be crowned, forester of the Nevergreen Mountains, and freeman of Garan. That works. Yeah. And we'll go with that. That was this is a story that I wrote a long time ago. Um I'll have to share it with you, Spencer, at some point. Cause it explains basically his whole character. So in fact, I can probably do it now. But I'm not going to make you yeah. read it. So, um, so anyway, we are like circling over these stories, which are super fun. And um, if you didn't realize already, it, well, we are super into narrative and we're having a great time with it. Um, so what we're going to talk about in this episode is we're going to talk about the game that Will and I played. Um, I also got in a, a game with another local, uh, Path of Glory, with my Harkiran army. Uh, with Jack Belcaster. And then we've got a bit of a surprise. Um, we're going to include Spencer in a way in our Path to Glory campaign. Yeah. So that surprise was for everyone. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's do it up. 
And then um, I also got a game in with um, a local player who's trying to get into the hobby. Perfect. So, perfect yeah, perfect. I can talk about that a little bit. All right. Well, why don't we start? recruiting. Exactly. It's it's the whole point. <laughs> Just spread the uh, the either the infection or the passion, one of the two, to Same all thing. corners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so Will, why don't you go ahead and like, just talk about our game and kind of what happened and how that worked out. Yeah. So in the last episode, I talked about how excited I was that I finally got Draconith. Mm -hmm. I have Storm Drake Guard and my army. So we came up with a cool little narrative story of, um, them coming into the area to come join my main force. Mm -hmm. And... So we have them coming through this primordial round gate. Which wait, wait. Makes... Is this the character that you just read? Yeah. Oh. So crazy. Uh, so they were coming through the primordial round gate. It was just them and my knight questor, not questor, knight and cantor, uh, Nortessa Stonecaller. And. They had made this journey many times. All of the Stormcasts that have been reforged, they come into the Realm Gate and they make their way to join the Stormcast Covenant. The Stormscale Covenant, sorry. And there's never been an issue until now. Until now, as they were coming through the Realm Gate, they were ambushed. Mm -hmm. But not ambushed by the Dawnbringer Crusaders that they have been fighting. Oh, no. Been, oh, who ambushed me? They've been ambushed uh, by some Nurgle Blakings. Who did this to me? All I wanted was to use my Draconith. Um, so I have been building up a Nurgle force, um, a bunch of Blight Kings. Um, I had been working on a Drowned Men Blight Kings force uh, before the book released, and now I hear everybody's working on a Drowned Men Blight Kings force. <laughs> So, um, so I guess I'm I'm uh, jumping on the the wagon, um, and so I was just thinking about how the way that we're weaving our story, and one of the things, not one of the things, the thing that really made this um, game to be something that I was like, I think this would be a fun thing to do, is that um, Will and I had kind of started talking a little bit about the background of his army and how are we going to like, where are these reinforcements coming from? Is there any narrative cost for doing this? Right. Because that's part of the story is that we've gained extra followers or um, that this is wider than just the games that we play. Right. I, I think that we both feel that our stories are encompassing more than just a couple games on the board because of all the work that we've put into our characters and our armies. Does that sound right? That's 100% correct. Yeah. So I, I just asked a couple leading questions to Will of like, so how does this work? And like, where does this come from? And uh, I think the question that I had that I was like, how, how do we like the one thing that I was like, all right, so we've got these storm cast. And they are totally follow Draconith, right? But they have some Draconith soul in them. But everybody that comes from the Anvil 
is an, like theoretically human, theoretically something like that, right? So yeah. at what point does the transition from human to Draconith happen? And then you came up with this really cool story and background of like a pilgrimage and, and et cetera. Do you want to, I, yeah. I shouldn't tell your story. You tell your story. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. Sounds <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Sound off. Um, yeah. So the idea is that it started off where I remember the storm scale were from these human worshipers of the Draconid during the age of myth. And they had it baked into their culture where they, like, as mortals, before they ever became Stormcast, they would go on, like, pilgrimages just to bolster their spiritual link to these beings that they worship. Mm -hmm. And they started to continue that after they became Stormcast, going off on a pilgrimage on a sort of journey. And... They did this part because it was just because of their culture. But the first few people who started doing it truly found themselves out in the wild because the Draconith Empire, as it says, like in the book so far, were it was in Gur, as far as we know. There could be others elsewhere, but the only one we know of is in Gur. So I thought of this idea of them going out into the wilds, reconnecting with that wild self, sort of awakened the the physical appearances to make them the partial Draconith Stormcast that I have on the board. Mm -hmm. But I also have some just non-converted Stormcast mm -hmm. in my force. And this is because the entire war that's going on, the soul wars, the cursed skies, everything going on with the, with the Night Haunt and Chaos and Marathi, it's not a guarantee anymore that Stormcast will be reforged. Mm -hmm. So their numbers, which used to be recycled, are now dwindling. Mm-hmm. And they are supplementing it with other Stormcast. And so they now have these people who no longer have that cultural connection, who may go on the pilgrimages and may come back untransformed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah it, I, I thought that was a really cool little twist. And, and, and since we had started talking about that, I was like, well, so we have these Stormdrake guard that are this new thing, but like they've gone on this pilgrimage and they've, they've embraced their Draconeth heritage, right? Or their Draconeth roots, yeah. or they've embraced the, the culture uh, that it represents. And so I was like, so what if we had them coming from that sacrifice, right? Or that um, pilgrimage, and then coming yeah. to meet with the rest of your, um, your Stormsteel Covenant? And what if we had somebody actually ambush them and what if we started to have more than just our two armies populate this yeah. uh, this hungering step? Because um, I I'm not ready to switch off of the living city yet for my path to glory, but I'm always building a bunch of other stuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, 
So I thought it'd be cool if we could play a battle. So we had an ambush where I took um, two units of five Blight Kings, and then um, we had a Rotbringer Sorcerer, and we had Gut Rot Spume as well, um, because I wanted it to be a Drowned Men force. And we played a game um, with the Storm Guard, or with the Storm Drake Guard. Um, and oh my goodness, <laughs> does Nurgle not die? Never. Right? Un, un, unpossible. Unpossible. Um, and so it, it was fun to play with a different army. It was fun to like have an idea of something else coming in. It also would kind of fit in with what's going on in Garan right now, where Alariel has unleashed this wave of life. So there may be a decent amount of Nurgle forces that are trying to seek um, sanctuary in other realms. Uh, so it, it kind of made sense for this point in time to have a Nurgle force. And I, I immediately kicked myself after uh, Will left because I was like, oh, crap. I should have done the exact same thing with the units that I'm reinforcing my army with, um, which we will have to do the next time we get in the game. Um, and and so we decided that we wanted this to be more than just a one-off thing and to have this to be a third player in the narrative. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, right? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think I'm getting it, right? So you're, you're not you're not just playing as your armies anymore. You're, you're playing as like the world they're interacting as. Yes. Like really flesh out the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you guys are bringing in these, these external groups. Maybe a third player... Mm-hmm. Maybe a uh, Miss Proton. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and another thing with like bringing in other factions is like one selfishly, just like Paul said, I don't want to change my army, but yeah. I do want to play other armies. Mm-hmm. It's the the weird balance of being a Warhammer fan. Um, <laughs> but also, as I've mentioned a few times. Uh, at this point it is April um, I'm running an event set in the Hungering Step where we are inviting other people into the world and we wanted to show the fact that there are more people mm-hmm. on the show and we thought adding more factions would be a good way of representing that yes well and, and both Will and I are completely obsessed with Warhammer anyway and mm-hmm. so we have a ridiculous amount of forces to be able to choose and and this is a thing is that you know playing games is how we're developing our narrative and then the having conversations about how that affects our background or you know questions of like well how does it go from stormcast to draconith right like just having conversations about the way that works and having access to all these different armies allows us to push our narrative in a way that we want our story to go into too without having to kind of break it and be like, oh, well, this thing happened. All right, well, no, we actually played a game against, you know, the Ideneth, and all of a sudden I have an artifact now um, that I got that rescued from some undersea temple from the Ideneth because I took my army and I, I forged an exposition, expedition to go and find this, Right. Instead of just like, I picked up this beautiful holy sword of plus five laying on the ground. Well, no, I actually went on a quest and I fought armies and this is what happened, right? Like, 
exactly. allows us to make that story a little bit more interesting, a little bit more, uh, have a little bit more depth. So for those of you listening at home, if you can't decide which faction to start as <laughs> when you're start when you just doesn't matter you could work it in <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, you'll figure it out you'll figure it out. i can get them in there that's yep. fun they're, they're, they can still be in this world they can exactly. be these gross turtle frog looking things <laughs> mouths for bellies oh, I'm war- and you need to be like you know what swamp people they are in this world like that's what it is <laughs> Exactly. Yep, they're totally in this world. Um, so we'll get onto them a little bit more in depth a little bit later. Uh, but I also got in, like I said, a quick game um, with uh, Jack Belcaster, who's a local player. He was playing with his ogres, and I was playing with my Harkuron, um, and he was running a couple of the I am blanking Mornfang. He was running a couple of Mornfang uh, riders. And a butcher and a hunter and like and a couple um no that was it and another yeah, two nits of more fang riders, a butcher and a hunter. And we had a fun game where we were just kind of getting back into it for Jack. He hasn't played a bunch of Path to Glory and so just going through the phase and working through the game and uh just telling a story and it was fun. It was fun for me to get my Harky run out and uh play another game on the path to glory story for them so um that was a, a fun little game that we played i ended up losing but that's okay I, it seems yeah. to be my pastime right now so <laughs> yeah and then, and then i also got to play uh a game with a local mm-hmm. um name is pat he's like new to the hobby still hasn't bought anything and i just wanted to like <laughs> he actually asked me like hey man you're in to nerd stuff you play that warhammer thing right you mind showing me what it's like mm-hmm. you've come to the right guy <laughs> for sure and we set up a little game at the the hobby shop and we actually had some spectators they they were there for 40k and they hung around for a bit mm-hmm. um but i gave him my stormcast force because i know one stormcast are a good starter army two i kind of gave him a stronger list uh to show him how good it is to kill things and i brought my my cruel boys um that i really got to play with and try some cool new things out with but i remember what it's like to be on the other end of a fulminator charge yeah no it's a thing (laughs) (laughs) um for for sure and you know he, he walked away with a win and then trying to schedule more games here soon and hopefully help him pick out uh, his his true home faction and kind yeah. of help him get started. Nice. Well, the other thing is, like, there's always going to be an overwhelming force somewhere on the, on the field, right? Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I forgot what it's like to be on the, the receiving end of a Fulminator's Charge. Yeah, but it just depends on what ro- rolled well and what did, mm-hmm. like, awesome. Like, you know... Oh, I forgot what it was like to be on uh, the receiving end of mortal wounds. Mortal, uh. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> true from your celestial hurricanum, yeah. right? Like, right. yeah, it, it, that, that's well, the game, and that's the story, and that's what's the fun. And it's about great. It. Well, yeah. it's good because, and like, he's not even here, but he made some good moves, like mm-hmm. charging around certain things, picking his targets the right way. Nice. Um, I just went from like, oh, here's how the mechanics work. But he, he kind of figured out like how to prioritize 
his actions. So mm-hmm. it was really cool to see that like the gears click into place like halfway through the second round. He's like, oh yeah, no, I got this. Nice. Very, very cool. All right. So um, did you have anything else to add about the game that you played with Pat? Um, no, nothing else to add on that game. All right. Why don't we uh, move on over um, to the aftermath of the game that we played between the Nurgle and the Stormcast then? Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it up. All right. Wait, the Paul. Yeah. Who's going to do the aftermath for the Nurgle? Oh, well, you know, it, I don't want to play Nurgle. I already got my Dawnbringer Gazette. And like, you're doing your Stormcast, right? Yeah, right. So we'd have to have somebody else to be willing to do the aftermath, yeah. right? I mean, Nurgle's holy number is three. Yes, exactly. Is and there is there is, is another member of the podcast, I think, right? Yes. Yes, yes I. Mayor Steel Lock, player of the Ashen Hall. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and attempt to say that, but maybe you would be willing to run the aftermath for this Nurgle army. You think so, Spencer? I do not know the Spencer, but as a Steel Lock, a <laughs> Fire Slayer, I'm prepared to slay. All right. Any other character, uh, other people on the battlefield. So nice. Yeah, Nurgles, you better, better beware. We're coming with a vengeance uh, on the count of three. So just you nice. wait. <laughs> so just for funsies, could you type in the name that you keep saying into the chat, and I can try and pronounce it? <laughs> I would love to give this one a go. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go first, Will, and then I'll go, and then we'll. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. So, pause uh, real quick. Uh, I, I closed out of that town. So oh. oh, God, no. <laughs> Just type what you, what you remember. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be canon from right. now on. All right. Here we go. Also, I'm not going to pause that recording. They need to hear what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, as soon as I close the tab, I can't even remember my own name. It's that bad of a name. Uh, mom, dad. Okay, it's probably not even that bad of a name. These are just bad things. Ooh, yeah, it looks yeah rough. That's uh, rough. All right, Will. Okay, your turn. Uh, Marais said, "Still lock, Slayer of Ashen Halls." I mispronounced the one that's an actual word, so that's where <laughs> I'm at. <laughs> uh, English, we don't do that here. I was in my own head. Yeah, Hi, lady, I only speak two languages, English and bad English. I'm going to go with Marais said Steelock, Slayer of Ashen Halls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that like Borat. <laughs> I was just going to say, my wife. <laughs> my wife said Steelock. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Right. That's my name. Give it. I'm- I'm trying super hard. Birth certificate. Are Fire Slayers born? What are, what are Fire Slayers? What am fire I? Fire Slayers Explain. are born. Yes. Okay. They, they are Mohawk dwarves with no cl- well with no shirts. Oh, well, shirts. no pants either. Op- p- pants, optional. Yeah. Shirts, optional. If you wear clothes, no service. 
No, no, no. Shirts are not optional. Shoes are, also completely they are not. Banned. Yeah. No shoes. Um, Wait, the cool thing about the Fire Slayers. Just naked? They have a loincloth. Oh, okay. Um, and the their, their fun thing is they have a god, Grimnir, or I guess had. Uh, he's, he's RIP. I'd say no longer with them, but he is with them. Because they have his molten body turned into runes, hammered into their skin. Mm-hmm. It's called Urgold. I mean, it gives them magical powers. Yeah, so they don't need armor because they got magic, magic god skin tattoo armor. Might need armor, not need armor, but they do need armies. <laughs> Otherwise, how would they swing their axes? I need, I need to go. <laughs> Guys, I think my connection's kind of like yeah. Uh, like, oh. really around here. Uh, so what Will and I kind of come up with, and we've talked to Spencer about now, is that uh, we're going to have Spencer run the Nurgle army, and then um, when it comes to playing the game, either Will and I or I will play the Nurgle army, but we're going to play it to Spencer's direction, right? So Spencer's going to pick out the quests. Um, and then uh, tell us what she thought would happen about the game or what she wants to happen with the characters. Um, yeah, does that make sense, Spencer? They all thought that I was just on here to ask questions about what you guys were talking <laughs> about, but I was playing the long game. I was building this Nurgle army mm-hmm. that I, I just learned what it was today, but that doesn't matter. I've been amassing <laughs> this army uh, to just mortally wound everyone so i am ready i'm ready sounds great uh so um to kind of go into the beginning of the aftermath one of the things you need to know is what happened uh in the battle itself um so the blight kings uh were slow but definitely steady and managed to surround the draconeth Stormguard. Mm-hmm. right well and uh they they took the charge pretty well, and then they gave back really really well. Corruption points are oh my goodness! Yeah, this is the first disgusting. time playing with uh, the 3.0 maggot can battle toe, and it's just like, oh, I get to give you mortal wounds, and and more mortal wounds, and look at all these mortal wounds. Um, so Spencer, for your benefit, it means that the one thing that Will's army is not very good at is dealing with wounds that bypass their armor save, which is what mortal wounds are. Yeah. That's fine. They die to come back. You know, just don't bother with wounds. You either live yeah. or you die. Exactly. You and on, on the inverse, mm-hmm. uh, one thing Paul's army is great at is having an extra save that yeah. would catch mortal wounds, but it also yes. catches anything that goes past his armor. Yeah. So it's, you've had one armor save, yes. Mm-hmm. But what about second save? But what about second armor save? <laughs> so he he'd be rolling on like a like a four plus. So mm-hmm. anything that got past that, he would then be rolling on a five plus and just right. keep on whittling like away the, the damage. The dice, right? Like when you're talking like four plus five plus, that's yes. like the results yeah. on the dice. Got it. Yep. On a six side. Yep. Okay. They only use a six sided or a d three, which is. Six added divided by two functionally. Yep. Um, got it. Got it. Okay. So, so to kind of paint you a picture of what 
um, this army is. Um, so the Blight Kings are actually, they are humans that have embraced the blessings of Nurgle. Um, and we just did an episode of the story phase on the Nurgle battle tome. And I was actually super um, intrigued by one specific point. Um, basically, they they exist in order to spread contagion and they exist in order to spread disease and to spread um, the the magic and the glory of Nurgle, who is they they um, they call him Grandfather Nurgle because he gives them all these presents of um, death and and uh, I'm not, I'm sorry, not death of that is the of worst disease and resilience. <laughs> Congratulations, I well, give him this dead. <laughs> well, but the thing I, is with Nurgle, Nurgle, right? Is is you get the weirdest diseases, you get the worst. Uh, you know, um, issues going on with your body, but you don't die. It gives you a supernatural resilience to yeah. death, which is represented in game by this extra save that you get. Um, and the thing that really resonated me from the battle tome is that Nurgle primarily says that hope is actually the thing that is most evil in the realms. Because Everybody is going to die. Everything is going to be destroyed, which in a world of eternal war is pretty true, right? Like even, even the Stormcast who have survived death are stuck in this eternal war of being reforged and losing of themselves. And so they see themselves, um, the Blight Kings in particular, see themselves as destroying false hope and by destroying false hope they allow people to be happier because they know that nothing can be better from now on does that make sense uh yeah that's dark yeah so functionally it's the heat death of the universe but in age of sigmar right uh yeah yeah, okay, I can see that. So, by no means are they positive, but it, it was just very interesting to me to have an actual, like, well, yeah, but nobody actually thinks this is going to be something that's winnable. Like, there is going to be no final oh, battle oh, okay. where good <laughs> will eventually win, right? In, like, the wrong thoughts for Heat Death of the Universe. Um which I, because I, I always think, first of all, whenever it's like the death of heat is cold, um, it still fits. But okay, <laughs> sure. yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, because it's not heat, right? Okay, I'm not gonna go into. I'm not gonna go into this. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand. Dark. So we have uh, dirty toads, very mm-hmm. aware of their place in the universe. Somehow, mm-hmm. nihilists, if you will. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to post a picture of what the Blight Kings actually look like um, because they're they're definitely still part of the Maggotkin of Nurgle, but they're also kind of their own thing, which is why I'm really intrigued by them. Um, so I'm posting it in the Discord quick here. Um, so functionally, they are all these super resilient humans that have been corrupted by Nurgle but they still are just very resilient um, armored warriors 
And they've developed this idea into a couple of other kits as well. So there's a couple of characters that look very much like them. Um, and oh. the thing about Nurgle is that oh, um, still so gross. They are absolutely oh. gross. You are you are not wrong in one iota. Uh, the stomach uh, thing. The st- why the stomach? Why is that a thing? That's so gross. Because they are rotten on the inside is the idea, right? Mm-hmm. So something can live inside of them, but they'll still be alive. Like a dead tree. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's a dead tree, yep. but it has not fallen over, right? Yep. Um, And yeah, so it's, they don't quite look like toads. They still look very human, but they're, mm-hmm. they're really furthering this, like, you know, this, crusade to wipe out hope Um, my favorite is it's like to wipe out hope but that doesn't always translate to uh, like a morose nature because as you can see the guy on the right has a little friend Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see that Spencer Um, but there's a, a, a little smiley little demon dude Call him Nurgling. Just having a blast inside this guy. Yep. Oh, yep. So I think it's funny that there's like, it looks like two Ghostbusters references now in these photos. Like, <laughs> uh, the one in the corner here is looks like the green blob ghost, which I'm pretty sure has a name. Uh, but this guy, I mean, literally, he's got like the Ghostbusters 2 logo coming out of his belly. Like that little <laughs> skeleton guy, it just, it needs to be holding up a two sign, and that's it. Like, that's. That's the, it like yeah okay maybe I, have I watched Ghostbusters recently maybe <laughs> yep yeah gross I'm digging that that helmet though that looks pretty cool yeah so the the second guy that I posted in the chat mm-hmm. I'm gonna post the third one here quick the second guy is kind of the important guy that really um, defines the character of this army. Um, because not only are they Blight Kings, but that second figure is oh. a character called Gutrot Spume. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's not a great name. Yeah. Um, and he's actually a Nurgle pirate. That who sails. You right? Yeah. So his army is called the Drowned Men because they're all these like unable to die pirates that go around and maraud the coasts. Oh, um, yeah. No, that's that's um, perfect, though. He's got this whole squid on him. Like, Yeah. He almost looks like the cleanest out of all of them in a weird kind of way. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. the colors. And then the thing below him. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's, so that's the Glotkin. Okay. And they're actually three brothers. So you see the big guy with the axe, and then there's huh? a caster right next to him. But then the beast himself is the third brother. Ah, oh, but what, and he's even got like the another belly mouth. Yeah, yeah, like that's belly so mouths. gross. A lot of belly mouths. All right, I see the. I definitely see the big guy up with the scythe. That's pretty mm-hmm. epic. You got like a magic, the magic caster with the wand and the bell. Yep. Horns. I know this is a super like minor comment, but I love mm-hmm. the shading on these horns. Like, the, yeah. that looks awesome. All right, and the weird arm. Mm-hmm. And you can the, guess which arm I'm talking about because they're both yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this is the, the like this defines their character and like so 
Hmm. you're going to see a lot of the choices um, and a lot of the background reflected um, that we're going to use. And one of the cool things is that you're using a new battle tome um, because there's a 3.0 battle tome for Megakin, which means that they have their own little section for Path to Glory. So you get to have some cool extra choices um, for your army and what they do. Sweet. All right. Hope that so, choice is just like spit mushroom spores everywhere and poison <laughs> everything. Because that's what that looks like they should do. Yeah. Yep. Kind of. <laughs> there like, is actually, I, I just put together some drone guard and there is actually one of the figures does have mushrooms growing out of him. So, yeah. Well, and one of the cool, one of the things I really love, one, about the Path to Glory system as a whole, and then two, and how they're making it faction specific is territories which we can talk about as we get to the aftermath but you've heard me and paul talk about like the different areas we're taking over and the different things it gives us you're going to get some cool creative options that are really tied into what this army does and Mm. they're like how they're defined all right so do you want to roll for a name for your character, your general character. It can't be up like Spuds McKenzie, which is the first thing that comes to mind. All right, yeah, I will, I will roll. <laughs> All right, right, roll a d6 for the first one. Oh, oh, I have a bag right here. I have a bag of dice. Okay, one second. <laughs> I knew that would be exciting. Any right. gamer is like, oh, I get to roll dice. This I get to roll awesome. dice. All right, the d6, the quintessential dice. Okay. Six. All right. So, Quantigaris. I'm going to type that in the chat. All right. I am Quantigaris. That sounds like a scientist, but they don't look like scientists. I probably pronounced it poorly, but I just typed it there for you. It is in uh, the Zencaster chat. Oh, oh, that's gross. Never mind. I was thinking like quantum. That's like. (laughs) Blood clot, clot I mean, It's just a suggestion. If you want to switch it to Quantigaris, that's totally fine too. Oh no! Oh no! No! This is this is, the, this is the name of a winner right here. All right, and then one more D six for this the quote last name. <laughs> it's also a six. Quantigaris. Quantigaris. <laughs> okay, four. All right, <laughs> you're gonna enjoy this one. <laughs> All right, there it is. Oh, don't enjoy it. What did you mean? Clodagaris, Lord of Maggots. Yes. 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 I, I, they see me as their god because I feed their bellies and give Mm -hmm. them a place to live in the bodies of my slain foes. Exactly. Clodagaris, the Lord of Maggots. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. One fun thing is each of the chaos gods has its own realm where like demons come from. Mm-hmm. And for Nurgle, it's a garden. Yep. Where people plant all of the most disgusting things to grow new, beautiful life. Like tomato plants. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, <Okay>. totally. <laughs> if tomatoes were people's heads, but then they ripen them until they can bring... Uh, bring them back into the realms and then throw them at people and then they explode with filth. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, so exactly like tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. It's like tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. 
I just there's a Megatkin uh, name generator too. This one sounds good too. Curved light canker skin, loose no, skinned eccentric good. of this the weird maggot pastures. Ah, uh, that's so <laughs> gross. Yeah, see, I I've always played this game as like ascended creatures. Like I was the birds. I was these epic, <laughs> like very clean knights. Um, mm. like Stormcast <laughs> and or what was it? Yeah, I think that was what it was. The birds, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the cool griffins, and then here I'm gonna be like. You're now dirt. Like, congratulations. <laughs> so the there's also in the Black Library, there's actually um, a different little faction of these guys called the... Um, I am totally blanking now. I had it five seconds ago. Hmm. Uh, or um, So there is a different faction in here called the Order of the Fly. Oh yeah, and they're actually super cool because what they are is they are these characters, right? These blight kings, but they're also honorable knights. So they go around um, acting as if they were the most chivalrous people in the world and speaking with this chivalrous manner, while also spreading Nurgle's rot, um, which sounds incongruous, but like works so super well. They are uh, just the most unfortunate paladins of the game. (laughs) The unfortunate paladins. Sounds awesome. Also sounds like that's your next band name. It's going to be, it's going to be who we are, the Nurgles, the unfortunate paladins spreading disease (laughs) wherever we go. All right. So do you also have a pencil? Uh, that's that's a harder one. Uh, yes, I, I I do have a pencil. I have actually, right. it's a pen. Sounds so good. We'll see. All right. Do I have to also have paper. I got All it. All right. Cool. So, um, we're gonna go through step one of the aftermath phase. Does that make sense, Will? That makes perfect sense. All right. So you fought a path of glory battle. Your Nurgle army did. Uh, so you get five glory points. Darn, darn right. Let's go. Five glory you, points. And then you won a major victory, so you got another three glory points. Now, I can't count past three, so as far as Dude. I'm concerned, that's still three. <laughs> I like it. It's very narrative of you. I appreciate it. Uh, then your warlord took bet in the battle and was not slain, so that's another glory point. All right. So, step two, you would resolve injuries and casualties, but I don't think there was any actual casualties or injuries at the end of the game. Um, there, was... there were some models that were knocked off. The... So no injuries, but mm-hmm. I think there might have been casualties. There were two uh, Blight Kings? Yeah. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Yeah. So um, why don't you roll... I mean, wait, uh, no. I killed way more than that. Trust me, guys. I did real good. Yeah, but I, I rallied <laughs> them back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> You have to believe me, I'm good at the game. <laughs> hey, it's what I've been saying for the past, like, three months. Uh, so you just roll 2d6, and if any of them are a 1, then you you uh, lose one of those figures for the next game. All right. Oh, no. I mean, first of all, the Magnus are going to love this, because I am their god. So, like, <laughs> don't even worry about it. This one's on me, boys. But no one's today, so today all right. the Magnus don't Perfect. agree. Um, next, the third thing that we do is your favorite warriors. 
So um, you can pick. There are two Blight King units. Um, Will and I can definitely help with this. Um, where they surrounded the Stormdrake Guard and eventually took them down. So Will, I'm thinking that probably the first unit that came in of Blight Kings would be the one that would get the um, yeah. the Renown, right? I would agree. They they, they took the brunt of the damage friends. and they dealt... The, listen, okay? <laughs> Dragons are good because they're fast, but when they're ambushed and can't move... Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, have, I have a stomach with a mouth in it, like... <laughs> and I took down dragons. <laughs> yep. That's rough. That's rough. Right. A glass hammer met a brick wall. <laughs> That's good. All right. So, um, why don't we come up with a couple more? Well, you're going to use Rumble Plastic again to come up with a couple character names to be the leaders of your units. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. I'm loading in. All right. So you can bring up the Nurgle Rotbringers character names and then just kind of slot through until you find a couple that you think work. Because we're going to name the units so we can keep track of their renown differently. Ah. Oops. Okay, so I'm not a Damien of Nurgle. I'm just, I'm a Rotbringer? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I feel like that's that's good. And you can just say demon, even though it's spelled differently. Okay. So once again, another <laughs> one really not liked by his parents. Um, <laughs> Neglingius Hawksgut. Hey, it's bird. <laughs> Look, this is obviously intended to be this way. The yes. first Nurgle menu na- name you roll, it has a bird's name in it. Yes. Neglingius. Neglingius uh, Hawkscut. Hawkscut. So, right. so we'll say he's oh, the first. You know what? It's Hawkscut now. It was originally Poxgut. Yeah, I was going to say. Hawkscut is who it is now. So, All right. Uh, it's got the gut of a hawk. It's got the gut of a there's Actually, there's definitely a bird in his stomach now. That is canon. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna play with that. It's there's a hawk in this guy's stomach. It is gross. Super nice. it is can't a lot. Like, can't leave. It's kinda of like blended in. Like the it, butt is like stuck in there. Yeah, alright. But it's got a, a beak and it will bite. So all right. it's teeth on I love it. Alright. Uh friends call him Nay for short. <laughs> alright, sounds good. So right. he's the leader of your first Blight King unit. Alright. He or she, whichever you prefer. Or there's also, you can do Gur, Akshi, uh, Ogu. They, they would come from all over. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see. And there's also Ashqui. Yep, Akshi. that's the realm of fire. Ogu is the realm of shadow. And Gur is the realm of beasts, which is the realm that we're in. Oh, yeah. All right. So definitely, definitely, they're, they're canon. Well, it was an ambush, but your guys came from, like, portals, right? So we were already yeah. there. We are of the land. Well, you were, yeah, yeah, so you can you can definitely do it that way, but also you were at the portal, so you have an excuse for them to be somewhere else. Yeah, they're definitely of the land of, of animals. Perfect. Uh, yes, we spread uh, disease to animals unabashedly. It makes sense, right? The more living yep. creatures, the easier we can yeah. spread disease. Okay. Um, all right, so I have Nay Hawkgut. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, do I need another one? Yep, for your oh. second unit of Light Kings. Ulcerna Hackhood. A lot of hacks <laughs> and hawks up in here. So Ulcerna, almost, almost like you know, parents cared about that. They're like, you know, <laughs> humble beginnings, really rough start, but you don't have to sound that bad. <laughs> and they just took the one word they knew, ulcer, and they're like, you know, that'll work. Oh, ulcer if it's a boy, ulcerna if it's a girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. ulcer in the hackhood. Uh, nice. I'm sorry, let me be more specific. I'm uh, the gangrenous ravenger of the hidden pits. And, and that's because whenever I was born, I was like arms in armpit, like. <laughs> Catching away at the, the hidden pits. Like the Molly Shannon character in the SNL movie. Yeah, Superstar. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> yep. Alright. Uh Alcerna Hackhood, Superstar. Alright. Mary good. Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> Mary Catherine Gallagher. Exactly. Uh and then one last name for the Rotbringer Sorcerer. All right, all right. This man, uh, yeah, there we go. Curdless, bilge skin. The jovial parasite of the corroded dreadhold. Hey, that totally works. Bilge skin sounds like a pirate, a Nurgle pirate. Yes. Uh, and we, he, his tower is a lighthouse. And it's all, so it's like a dreadhold lighthouse that he's currently, usually holed up in doing mm-hmm. fake alchemy. Like just like it. and gross things, no no points in it. It's just likes the sounds it makes, and that's that's what he is. Nice. All right. So you have your four names now, right? All right. Yes, I am. Uh, Clotagaris, Lord of Maggots, uh, Nehakut, Alserna Hackhood, and then Curdless Bilgeskin, the jovial parasite of the corroded dreadhold. Sounds good. All right, so all four survive the battle, so they each get a bonus renown point. Okay, what is that so, used for? So renown is for the unit itself. Glory is for the whole army, but renown is specific to each unit. So all four, Clodagus, Ney, and the other two that I can't remember, all get one Ulster renown nut. point. Curdless. Ulster nut, right? Yep. And Curtis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kurt, that's like one normal name. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. Curtis. Like Curtis. Um, and then I believe, according to the rules of the scenario, they also got a bonus renown. Is that right? Will, does that sound right? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So each of them get another one. All right. So it's four. You rolled up and we're like, Mm-mm, not today. <laughs> You're not getting through here. Yep. And we just. Uh, squash you under some boots. Yep. And then um, you get to take one unit that took part in the battle to be your favorite warriors. That unit gains D6 renown points. And so I think Will and I both agree that Hawk Guts, nay Hawk Gut, uh, his unit was the the most VIP of it. So you get to roll a D6 and then you get to gain renown points for that. And that so... Like, I get a two, so that would be two. Yep. So you know how four renowned points for that specific unit. So 
if they survive another battle, if they gain another point, they will automatically become veteran warriors in the next battle. Oh yeah, we're surviving. We're thriving yep. up in here. All right, now uh, the step four would be to complete quests. Um, so you get to kind of choose what's going to happen here uh, because you haven't started a quest yet, but we can choose one um, and work towards it. Um, so you can either choose out of the book to spread corruption or you can be the gardener of Nurgle or feculent devotions. Which one of those sounds like something you would choose? Feculent, like, like, is that like passive and haphazard devotion? Like, feculent? So not feckless, but feculent. So fecund means to, uh, it means something that, is very very um abundant right yes okay like yeah 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 um okay i'm, I'm digging the first one what was that just uh, uh just a normal old spread on... corruption yep the class corruption that's what we want to do we're gonna the more we can corrupt the more the maggots eat all right yep so um we can say that we chose that one before the game Yep. Um, so at the end of each path to glory battle, add one quest point to progress section of your quest log if you won a major victory. Which you did. Which you did. Once you've gained three quest points, you complete the quest. When you complete this quest, pick one territory you control that can be seeded and follow the instructions for seeding it on page 70. So this is a cool thing that your army gets to do that nobody else gets to do for path to glory, which is super fun. Um, and then there's a little bit of lore um, for what this quest is. And it says, as a Magakin army fights its way across the realms, the lands themselves sicken and become infected with all manner of repugnant life. Um, so. It's mostly toads. It's just a lot of toads. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next thing we would do is manage your stronghold. I don't know that that's something you need to do quite yet. Um, and manage your territories. Um, but at the moment, uh, what do you think, Will? Do you think we should go down this path? Or do you think this we should... Uh... Story? Sorry. Yeah, say let's do it. Um, right. I'm looking because I'm trying to see how many glory she started with to yeah. see. If, like She should be able to afford them because yes. I think she starts with five. Wait, it was... it was. Do I start with five? It wasn't like the, one, the glory points of five plus three plus one? So every... That five plus three plus one plus five because you started with five on top of that right. so we're kind of like uh, your warlord starts with 15 renown points so Clodagaris, lord of maggots also has 15 renown points so he's up to 17 already we're kind of doing the aftermath and the start mm -hmm. welcome to Gur. time isn't linear that is now key. it is yeah. not they I mean, killed everybody, so... There's no evidence that it is in the mortal realm, so... Yeah. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. That's what it looks <laughs> to say. Alright. So, um, for the territories, I need you to roll one six-sided dice to be your tens, and one six-sided dice to be your one, and tell me which that is. Alright. Uh, purple one will be the ones. One will be the ten. Let's go. Uh, Fifty-two. 
52. Oh, so a large settlement. So you can reduce the glory points cost of adding a unit that is not a hero to your order of battle of one. So reduce. Let's the, try right, that so you one get to reduce. <laughs> so you get to reduce the glory points cost of adding a unit that is not a hero to your order of battle by for one. So basically, it makes it cheaper to add more units to your army. Mm, okay, by one point cheaper. Correct. Yeah. All right. So you don't have to buy that, but it does cost um, ten glory point to buy it. Well, that doesn't make okay. Is this like a permanent effect? Yes. Like all yeah. so armies from this point are cheaper. Correct. So every anything you want to add to your uh, roster mm -hmm. is one glory cheaper permanently, as long as it's not a hero. And then you can upgrade it for fifteen glory points to pick two units instead of one. Uh, I'm sorry. No. No. Reduce the glory points, but cost by two instead of one. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if I'll take that. All right. I'm going to amass a bunch of glory uh, and then explode like a spore volcano with glory. Do it up. And did someone say I also got land? Did I get land? Uh, so you automatically get one territory that uh -huh. you get to choose at the beginning um, as part of the formation. Oh, sweet. It, it, is there like a set list or do I just get to like, say what it is? You get to choose out of the territories. So the territories that are the options are um, Barren Wastes, um, which is probably not helpful for you. But they all allow you to increase your order of battle in one way or another. So the second one is Old Keep that increases the limits of your heroes by one. Wildlands increases your monsters limit by one. Forgotten Mine increased your war machines limit by one. That's kind of useless for you because I don't think there's any war machines in uh, Nurgle. I don't think so. We don't do building around here. Yeah. Or mining, Ar yeah. We exactly. Grow. Uh, Arcane Waypoint increased your wizards limit by one. Sacred Sight increased your priest limit by one. You don't have any priests, so that's probably pretty useless. Um, small Settlement increased your reinforced units limit by one. Ancient Roads, increase your allied units by one. Um, borderlands, um, you can uh, pick one unit on your order of battle that was not included on your army, and that battle unroll a dice. On a four plus, that unit gains a renown point. Hmm. Okay, right. so I'm between Wildlands and Small Settlement. Mm -hmm. Both of those feel right. Small Settlement is a swamp, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's a given. Wildlands, also a swamp. Yep. What are monsters for this, these guys? Are so, we all kind of monsters? <laughs> so the you already get to have one monster, um, and the Glotkin is, the, I think, the only monster, except for um, possibly the the three heroes on the rock. Yeah, that looks like it, the guy riding. Yeah. yeah. The, the plush guy. Yeah. Um, and then I think like the big demon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I don't know how helpful that would be to you, but all if right. you want to narratively choose it. Now I'm thinking all right, I'm thinking small, small settlement. Okay. Just uh, a little little old swamp settlement where we yep. kind of sleep in the mud and it's we call it the crick. Uh, and that's what it is. That's where we live. 
All right. I love it. <laughs> so the reinforced units means you can buy a unit and then you can add another unit on top of it and it counts as the same unit. So that yeah. actually is really good for you because your guys are so tough to kill. It means that you have that much more chance to survive in your battles and to gain glory. Oh yeah, so I'm that's... playing the the points like a pro here. Exactly. I I know what I'm doing. Apparently, you totally. Do. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Lord of Maggots. Yep. I like it. All right. Uh, plus one, the crit. Mm-hmm. And then um, last thing you can do is manage your order battle or add new units. At this point, I think you're probably pretty good. Yeah, um, we all lived. So we can yeah. live to fight another day. So, um, Will, what else are you thinking at this point in time? Head empty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to, to manage order of battle, I mean, to make use of this territory... You could spend some glory to reinforce one of these units if mm -hmm. you wanted to, Spencer. Mm, I'll, I'll make, make cool I want to get okay. a feel for them first before I make them too unwieldy. Mm -hmm. True that. All right. So you have now rolled through your first aftermath phase. Um, yep, that's all the way through. So after doing that the first time, what do you think um, are, the, are the goals for the army that you have? What do you, like Based on what we've told you, what are you thinking is going to happen going forward? Uh, I will turn all of you into horrendously diseased creatures with the goal of <laughs> that you go on and continue to spread the disease. So I, I will recruit you and, and maybe like one of those zombie parasite kind of things where your body mm -hmm. gets taken over. So I might not like destroy your bodies, but I do want you to be parasitic servants to my glorious spread. Okay. That is so my, I... is this too much? <laughs> no, 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 it's perfect. Ironically, <laughs> this actually fits in perfectly with the conversions that I've done for this army. <laughs> that I haven't even told you about. Um, so this is like deep cut narrative. Uh, but so there is a, a secondary game called Underworlds that is set in the Warhammer Age of Sigmar universe, but it's basically this world of eternal battle where these people walk in, are trapped, and then they can never leave. Um, so there is a Rotbringer contingent that is in that game, um, which I do own and have already converted. Um, but we, what Will and I were talking about is in the last game that we played with the Dawnbringers, um, we had discovered a Storm Vault, and then we fought to defend the Storm Vault. Um, and what we had decided would make sense and would be kind of fun is if one of the armies had like discovered something in the Storm Vault that had changed them. And so there is a race of people that existed at one point in Underworlds called the Silent People, which are basically these insects. Um, and nobody really knows exactly who they are or exactly what they did because none of them are alive um, that we know of. We've just yeah. found these relics of what they were like when they were alive. And so because I'm obsessed with spiders... I actually don't have any of the normal heads on my Rodbringers. 
I actually have spider heads on them. And the silent people all have six eyes, I believe, or so. And then they all have horns, and then some of them have antlers. So I've actually started converting my army to be silent people themed. And the idea is that they found a bunch of silent people masks and they've put them on and now they are controlled by a hive mind and they're called the droned men instead of the drowned men. This because is they are deep lore, man. This is <laughs> yeah. we're like four years into this. Yeah. So in the the model conversions that I'm making, they are intended to be automatons that are going out and spreading disease and taking over the world completely careless of anything else that goes on because they're being controlled by some power, some higher power of the silent people that we don't know about. So yes, I think it's a great theme and I've already started working on it. <laughs> For the viewers at home. This is exactly. not planned in advance. <laughs> it was not planned in advance. Nah. He just, he mind heisted you. Yes. Yes. I, I droned you. I'm wearing that <laughs> right now. <laughs> exactly. You can't see it because it's radio, but I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else we're looking to talk about at the moment? I think we're pretty good. What do you think, Will? I think we are pretty good. All right, Spencer, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I think we're pretty I good. came oh. in a winner, having not nice. even played, so I'm doing no, pretty good. <laughs> you had to rub that in. I am reminded. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, there is one last thing here, Will. Uh, so those of you who may recall, in February, we... On episode five, we placed the bet on what would happen with the groundhog. <laughs> yes, we did. We definitely did. Yep. Neither one of us bet that the groundhog would die. Nope. That was <laughs> those not. Were, those are some long odds. <laughs> yes. Um, but I was a fool and I forgot what sign means which thing. And mm -hmm. I said that I bet the groundhog would not see his shadow thinking that not seeing the shadow means longer winter because it's cloudy mm -hmm. therefore more winter yep i was wrong yep you, you unfortunately were wrong and so the sign was that there was longer winter but it's because the groundhog saw his shadow so mm -hmm. a great beast of gur uh a, a skirt what is it? Scurrower? I've typed it out, but I've never said it out loud until this exact moment. <laughs> I literally have no idea what you're talking about. It, it's so I have to the, accept it. Yeah, it's called the Scurrower. Okay. And it is an alpha beast of Gur. It's actually going to feature in the, the Hungering Sep campaign. Oh, nice. It's like a giant catfish that burrows through the ground. Ooh, I and like I it. just straight up devoured my fulminators, Griffix and Corum. No! RIP. I I support this decision. Uh I, <laughs> I support this narrative hook. Uh I appreciate it. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I, I would have lost for sure. Um, but yes, unfortunately, Will did make the bet and Will did do the edit. And then he went, oh, crap. I was sitting there like two days before the actual groundhog did like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, we have lost, you have lost Griffix and Koram. They have been reforged. Their souls have not made it to his ear yet. Ooh. Interesting. Yes. Because these these great alpha beasts are covered in the amber bones of Gur, the mm-hmm. powerful realm stone, and have powerful magic. So it is unsurprising that it takes a little bit longer for the the soul boats to escape. Mm. Are you gonna have to roll on that uh the soul bound reforging? Table. I think I may once once I get the glory back to rebuy them. <laughs> they are a lot of glory. I yeah. do feel like I do genuinely feel bad because they were a veteran unit for you. Double veteran. Yeah, they were. That was the point. It. I was I was being cocky. <laughs> yeah, you were. Being, I was really surprised that you were like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll totally bet this unit. I'm yeah, like, I'll do it. Well, because I, you know, I thought like, of course the winter is going to be longer, so he's not going to see a shadow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, uh, I think that's about wraps it up um, for this episode of Path to Story. So you can find us online. Uh, I am at PJ Shard, P-J-S-C-H-A-R-D. Will, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Severalon, S-E-V-V-I-R-E-L-O-N. And Spencer, do you do you know what the Twitter is? Do you do the tweets? Oh yeah, you guys can t- always tweet at me via bird. Uh, I keep an eye out through my window whenever they come. Um, so <laughs> and I'll keep an eye out. Uh, robins are surprisingly efficient. Crows overdone. So if you want to catch my attention, <laughs> use a robin. Sounds good. And you can also chat with us on Discord at themortalrealms.com slash Discord. Thanks for listening to our ramblings on the road. We hope to see you along the path. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it.